Have you noticed that in recent years some of the lines defining what is obvious has been blurred? A photograph viewed by the masses of which two opposite narratives are contrived by two separate segments of the population. How can it be, that what seems completely obvious to one portion of society is the complete opposite to the other portion of the population? On this show we will take a look at some of the more infamous photographs that have divided the population, if only at first glance. We will dissect what makes this particular image so divisive. Much like a Rorschach test our first impressions of pictures in society are so diverse by implicated narrative versus visual aid objectionable reporting. Welcome to Rorschach. And we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Rorschach. I'm so glad that you've chosen to tune in for another episode. I really appreciate you guys uh, listening along, and uh, it means the world to me to be able to have these conversations with you um, in a safe and uh, a hate-free environment. And I do want to um, explicitly uh, and specifically mention today that... um, Anybody that's listening and that is wishing to correspond with uh, any of these conversations, and I always encourage that, um, make sure to do it in a, in a as a constructive of manner as you know how to do, and um, in a hate-free manner as well. Um, I, it's important to mention, it's important for me to mention to you guys that I'll be doing this in, in as hate-free a manner as I know how to, um, because I truly don't have any hate uh, for any individual, um, that's walking the streets around us. Um, and you have just as much right to this country, this beautiful land of ours as, as I, as I do, or, or any, uh, anybody that I love does. Um, at any of the topics that get brought up, uh, in our discussion today, they should be, uh, perceived to be, um, in response or, or directed towards, um, our leaders in this country as it relates to this topic on a systematic, um, level. So, um, we are not looking at the individual. Uh, I do not have any contempt for you. Um, I just, um, I, w- I want to be able to talk about some of these things and, um, this seems to be the only way that we're able to. Um, and I just thought it'd be fair to share that with you before we get started. Okay, so this topic today, uh, not unlike any of the um, other ones that we've um, kind of uh, drilled down on before this one in other episodes, um, it's a very Rorschach of a, of a conversation. There is no uh, one way to look at it. The... Um, the once uh, objective is definitely subjective once again. Um, okay, so without any further ado, let's just get started. What are we talking about today? Who? The Canadian government. Where? Canada. When? Present day. What? The Canadian government and its immigration and refugee agenda. Why slash how? Well, today I'm interested in how it's possible that two people from the same geographical location, when confronted with the exact same evidence or data set, can come up with two completely opposite reactions to that set of information. How did this become a Rorschach? Now, 
We usually um, kind of structure the show with a three-option premise breakdown, and today will be no different. Um, and the three options that I'll lay out after um, I kind of set up the hypothetical um, will be in response to, let's set it up, we'll set the scene in perhaps... You're in Canada, you're in an, a, a potentially a populated city, um, because most of our, our Canadian cities are very um, progressive, uh, which is not a terrible thing uh, on its face, um, but um, that's just a good, a good jump off point for us. So let's say you're on your first break, you're, you're in an office environment, like I said, and um, maybe you're at the water cooler and you'd glanced um, earlier that day at, at a headline that you had read in the news regarding um, the increased levels of immigration into this country. Um, and, and you've perhaps noticed it yourself, maybe not, but um, you want to mention it to, you know, one of your workmates or, or whoever you're around. And um, perhaps the conversation goes a little bit like this. This is the most common ways that I've seen um, a question uh not a question, but, um, a particular situation like that, um, broken down with opinion representations. So number, number one, one, for the people that get asked if they've, you know, noticed or become alarmed in any way of the amount of immigration that's being, um, allowed into this country, um, recently, um, in this category, the first category of our three option premise breakdown, our three OPB, they would um, they would say no. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you were born in this country, then you've already won the lottery. Um, and I'd go one step further and say diversity is uh, the real strength that we should aspire diversity to. Diversity is our strength. Number two. In this category, would be anybody. Number two. Upon being asked if, if they've, um, have any concern or, or noticed a real increase, um, or any disruption, um, with regards to the immigration that is entering this country, um, they might, they might, um, you know, roll their eyes because they have not noticed any, um, for any, any reason at all. Number three, and in this category is anybody who has, um, Definitely, uh, in the in the last few years, noticed an increase of uh, immigration into the country, and for a various uh, number of reasons, they. Uh, Funny you say that. They I was have just some cause for that. concern. So, let's break these down, and we'll see if we can all find some common ground in this Rorschach of a conversation. The reason I've chose an. Any of you that have been listening along, I bet you're sitting in your car or wherever you are, um, and you're thinking to yourself, well, I know exactly where this guy's going to line up. And today you might not be wrong, but going forward, I'm going to do my best to kind of shake you off the trail and see if I can keep you guessing, but today won't be that episode, I'm sure. Um, so I, I do fall in the third category, full disclosure. So predictable. Um, however, I find the other two categories being a, a perfectly reasonable position position to hold. Um, which is why I've listed those to break down, um, first, um, first and second, because, uh, I want to give them a fair shake and see if I can, um, do my best at, uh, defining and explaining why I think it's a reasonable position to have for the most part. So number one, 
anybody who thinks that if you were born in Canada, that you've inherently won the lottery, um, and that diversity is the real strength that we should be aspiring to. I can agree with that. I, I should say I do agree with that. Um, for the most part, I was raised to think that we really have won the lottery if you're born in this country. My family, my grandparents, everybody that had a hand in raising me, um, were always quick to, um, remind me of how great of a nation, uh, I was born in and how so many people from around the world have it much worse off than we do here. Um, and I still to this day agree with that. I agree with that for many reasons. Um, one, probably, probably the most important reason is because in this country, we have some form of stability. Um, that stability comes from our Western values of, uh, rule of law. Um, law and order is paramount, uh, for everybody to be on the same playing field. Um, and, uh, and that creates an unchaotic, um, environment in which, uh, we can all kind of pursue our, uh, our happiness and, and whatever dreams that we wish to achieve. Um, in this country, if you, and, and again, this all plays into the, the great Rorschach mystery, um, of, of the many topics of today, but especially this one. Um, if you're willing to, to work hard, if you're willing to ask for help, um, if you're really willing to, pay attention and, and outline and and chase your dream, you can get ahead and you can achieve whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish within reason, of course. Um, but for the most part, this whole country cares as a whole in you succeeding because we all believe in the individual and you succeeding means we have a chance to succeed. It's kind of like our own little version of the American dream. We also have um, a great history that um, we all learned about. Well, at least we learned about probably up until my generation went through school. I'm not so sure that they're learning that anymore. As I've heard, um, it seems to be a a far left... um, again, this is, this is my show. This is, this is what I'm hearing. So you tell me if I'm wrong and I'd love to not debate it with you. I'd love to discuss it with you in a, you know, in a kind manner and, um, and find common ground. But I've, I've started to hear that the coming out of the schools is, is quite a, a, a left-wing indoctrination. And as I look back, you could see it kind of seeping in as I was finishing school, you know, 15 or 15 or so years ago, it was, it had already started to seep into the culture, but it it definitely seems that way now. However, we do have, uh, our own heritage, uh, in this country that was, um, fought for, um, there was, there was many campaigns for humanity, um, that were grassrooted in this country and that were, um, kind of outpoured throughout the world, uh, because of Canada. Uh, one of them is the Underground Railroad to Canada. Now, anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, that was an initiative during the time of the American slavery in the South. Slaves would escape their plantations and would make their way north um, through various uh, channels and pipelines to Canada. And upon 
making it north of the border, they were free, essentially free citizens. Um, and that was a humongous part of our heritage as it relates to uh, a progressive um, identity. Um, now that's just one. Um, we took we we took part in in liberating um, Nazi Germany um, and 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 liberating France and helping with the campaigns of World War One and World War Two. Um, we've also um, we've also taken part in the war on terror, um, trying to um, back up and support our allies to the south, uh, which was a big part of our uh, of our history. We have, even though we don't define ourselves by being a country of um, warmongers, we definitely show up to fight when the when the fight is inevitable or uh, righteous. You and I have, and a that is something that we all at least uh, up until about five years ago, we're very proud of. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, before September uh, 11th, 2001, when we did get thrust into a combat role in Afghanistan, we were um, outspoken in our um, will to only take part in peacekeeping missions. We weren't interested in taking a combat role anywhere in the world. Um, we wanted to be, by and large, uh, a peacekeeping nation. Um, having said that, our military still is a proud part of our culture today. You just might have to look for it. Now on to the second part of that conversation, of that first um, option, uh, rep, uh, opinion representation category. The, the diversity being our main strength to aspire to. I do agree with the sentiment um, that that, that, that um, alludes to. However, I don't agree with how it's being um, conveyed upon us. So let me explain. I believe in diversity of thought. I believe in diversity of opinion. I think that those two things make for a rich and prosperous society, uh, a place where ideas can go to battle and the weaker ideas can fall by the wayside and the, the more strong ideas can prosper. However, that is not what is meant when people that are announcing or declaring that diversity is the strength that we should be aspiring to. Um, I think that the, the people that are saying that are, they're either drinking the Kool-Aid and just parroting what other people are saying because it sounds slash feels good, or they truly are, um, they truly have a different meaning for what they, why they want more people in this country. Um, it, it, it's become my opinion lately that it wouldn't go beyond the liberal government to import voters when they can't convince any more voters. Um, and the speed up of, of our immigration and, and refugee um, status slash system coming into this country, um, I don't think it hurts Justin Trudeau and, and he's, sure not, he's sure not trying to stop it or, or even attempting to. Um, as you can see them flowing over the, the border, um, I... I You've probably seen, you know, one of the, the six o'clock news uh, broadcasts of people that have 
um, come over the border. And as they're, they're, they're illegally crossing into Canada, there's, um, a nice friendly RCMP Mountie standing there. And this isn't a slag on the Mounties or, or, or law enforcement, because I do, um, again, I respect, um, law enforcement and, uh, and the rule of law, etc. But I'm sure you've seen how easy it is to come across and how well they're being received into this country. And I'm sure that that's being dictated from the highest level is to treat them in that manner. And the reason that I know that that's not just a one-off is there's also reports that there's many five-star hotels in these big cities that are being 100% billeted out to pay for these uh, refugees to stay as they wait to get on their feet or wait to be processed, etc. Now, why is that a problem? The reason that's a problem is because I can think of several different ways that we could spend that money more constructively, um, even to support those individuals, let alone if we were to put them into a more modest um, lodging as, as they're being processed and being, um, and, and getting their, their feet in the water in this country. Well, couldn't we help five times as many if they weren't such posh, um, uh, lodgings that they were being brought in with? Like even, even by the standards of the people that want more immigration, shouldn't you want to help more people by not putting such a burden on the taxpayer for this because obviously the government is paying for these hotels and they're paying to rent them out completely and turn them from hotels into uh, refugee apartments. Anyway, I think I've kind of, I've kind of been a little bit hard on the second part of this category, but those are my opinions I believe in diversity of thought, diversity of opinion. I don't believe in diversity of skin color um, simply because I fall under the Dr. Martin Luther King doctrine of do not judge me by the color of my skin. Judge me by the content of my character. And that is one thing that uh, I'm not willing to change. I was fortunate enough to come up in a time where we were still... um, listening to the Michael Jackson song, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. And we all felt that way. As a matter of fact, we weren't looking at, we didn't see color in the sense that we did our best not to notice that. Now, somehow in the past five years or so, that's become racist. No, You're not even allowed to say, I don't see color. Whatever that means. Moving on, let's go into that second category. The second category, anybody who might fit into this category would be the people that, and I think this would be a very robust part of the population. I think these would be people that upon being asked if they've become alarmed of the um, increase in refugees and immigration into this country, that they've noticed any cause for concern. They would generally respond with an eye roll and say, no, no why, why, would that why in the me? world would I be upset? I've barely noticed the more um, diversity in our culture, let alone, um, you know, had any real reason to ha- throw up any red flags. I've never had a, um, 
a crime committed against me by any immigration, any, any refugees or, or anybody who's recently immigrated here. I haven't had a, a professional opportunity taken out from under me. So why would I care? As a matter of fact, you're just being kind of racist for even bringing that up. Fine. Totally fine. Be honest with, with all you guys. I've been in this position the majority of my life. So I can see how we all are kind of tripped up on this Rorschach of a topic. Um, these are all reasonable positions to be in, whether it's, um, I think this particular, this particular, um, option or, or this opinion representation, it could be explained away in the fact that these people are likely very busy. They're tied up in their, um, day-to-day life, uh, whether it be raising families or trying to get ahead in their, in their company, in their professional life. Um, and they generally rely on our media, our, our free and fair press to give us the, uh, real worries of the day. Fine. Again, I've been in this category as well, and I'm looking forward to being back in this category. I'd like to mention too, but the reason that I think these people might be, um, a little bit off base is because we're not being told the truth by our media anymore. I've noticed that, um, even before, but definitely ever since, uh, our media was bailed out by, uh, Justin Trudeau's liberal party, um, to the tune of $600 million, um, over the past year, they've been doing nothing but carry the water for the prime minister and his administration. And the reason that that worries me is because I don't line up with all of their policies. Meaning, if some of my concerns go against their policies, how do I know when to actually be concerned? So I guess that time would be right now. The time to be concerned, I mean. Which is why I'm now going to segue into the position I fall most appropriately into. And that is, upon being asked if I've noticed any real um, increase or any or any increase of concern for the increased levels of immigration into our populations, uh, for a number of reasons, yes, I do. One of the main ones is what I've laid out before regarding the media not telling us the truth and kind of giving us a narrative but not caring to tell us the truth. But more importantly, I feel like I could best lay this out with a 3S module. So a 3S module, security, sustainability, and social cohesion. Security. What do I mean by security? The security of my loved ones, the security of my neighbors, the security of my countrymen, and the security of our allies. All of those are paramount when I think of the security of our country. I would hate to think that somebody would fly into our country, immigrate into our country, walk over the border into our country, and commit a crime against our people. Or, the opposite of that, would immigrate to our country, walk across an unprotected border, and commit an act of terrorism against one of our um allied, uh, allied country cities in the United States. Uh, simple as that. I, I don't think I should explain any further than that. I think you all could understand that. No problem. 
Let's move on to the sustainability, another one that we simply can't talk about. Now, I was just I'll just start with healthcare. We have a universal healthcare system in this country, meaning we all pay a certain amount of taxes so that we don't have to pay for healthcare. Obviously, you have to pay for healthcare. Nothing's free. So, the people that are coming into this country that are um, receiving um, benefits from our robust social safety net that we have in, in Canada, um, they are creating a bigger burden. If they're taking from the system and not giving to it and only um, engaging in it when they need to um, increase the burden on, say, healthcare, well, you, I'm sure that you've all been to the to an emergency, you know, hospital room visit and had to wait in there for six, seven, eight hours. That's not good care. And I can't see how it would be getting any better if we're constantly um, not relieving any of the burden on, on that. Again, nobody wants to talk about that. All of this t- costs money. We can't just print money. And this is something we all need to talk about. Social cohesion, the final S. The reason that this is important to me is because I've noticed that anybody that's coming into this country, even people that come into this country and commit crimes, can do no wrong. As a matter of fact, there seems to only be one category of people that are the wrongdoers, that are the evil um, portion of humanity that's in this country. And ironically enough, it's the same people that are paying for all of this robust social safety net. The same people that are opening their arms and their borders to um, the downtrodden, the sick, the the oppressed. Um, so, so it is ironic to me that this form of identity politics has taken um, taken hold so drastically in this country. And if it doesn't stop, I'm not sure um, what's going to happen in the future. I can't see it being uh, good for our social cohesion. It seems that encouraging our um, encouraging our immigrating population, our new Canadians to this country, encouraging them to uh, assimilate into our culture is a racist notion. And that is I don't think that right. that's right. I think it's I think it's wrong. Actually, if if you've denounced where you're coming from, if you're fleeing tyranny or you're fleeing oppression, and you've came here, you should be making it an attempt to learn the language, an attempt to um, to enter the ranks of our society, and not just um, not just where it's where it's the you know the most beneficial to you. It should be 100% integrating all of us into one society so we can move forward in the future and remove the identity politics of it. And um, that way we can all we can all move as one into the future and not have to worry about constantly having somebody to blame or one group that is optically uh, comparable to blame. That's my opinion anyway. So those three things are my biggest concern as it relates to immigration and the refugee agenda that seems to be expedited or or at least increasing at a a monumental pace um, by our government and our leaders. And of course, when you ask anything uh, regarding this subject, you're simply called a racist and um, that's pretty much where it ends for you.
hopefully uh, some of you guys have got um, something out of this conversation. I've sure enjoyed um, being able to to speak with a few folks that, that I've had the chance to engage with. Um, I really appreciate you guys giving me the time um, to kind of sort out this Rorschach of a culture that we're living in. And um, please uh, feel free to engage with the show. Well, that'll be it for another episode of the Rorschach. Until next time. Words. I got a voice that you never heard. Maybe not never, cause you heard crying. Communication's tough, but I'm sure trying. But I'm sure trying. Trying. But I'm sure trying. Sure trying. Sure trying. Hello.